Hello and welcome to a very special interview show of the Pro. It is my pleasure to have a very young and a super talented girl, Ishita Kichar. Ishita is a child author and one of the youngest TED speaker. She is also the youngest organizer of a TED youth events in the Asia Pacific region. Thank you, Ishita, for joining us and welcome to the Pro. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Okay. So my first question to you would be: Have you ever thought at the starting of your career or in your initial days that you will land up being super famous at just the age of 40? Like, how does it feel? I think for me, I always, even when I started, I never wanted to do it for fame or for money. It was only because I really enjoyed doing it. And when I started getting all of the attention, I was very overwhelmed by it. And I said, "Oh, why? Why are these people appreciating me? What have I done?" And I think slowly, slowly, I started becoming more comfortable with it. And um, the thing about like fame is that you, what what's most important to me is that to always stay grounded. So that's what I've always tried to keep in my mind is like no matter how old I get or no matter how young I am, I should always like take the fame positively. But yeah, it always feels good to see that I can impact people's lives in even a small way. And there's both positivity and negativity, but I think it really does motivate me to do better. Okay. So how difficult is it for you to manage your academics and your this fame part? Right. Social media management and your dead, your email, replying to your emails and all that stuff. Yeah, I think I've gotten so bad at replying at my emails, and it's uh, something that does get difficult to manage for me. But for me, I think academics is definitely not everything. I it's obviously a very important part of your life as well to study and educate yourself. But it should not be everything. It should not mean everything to you. So for me, I've always kept studying as like. 50% and what i want to do or like my fun time or doing things like this is the other 50% and i think i also like to do a little bit of time management but not too much to the level that i become a machine or a robot like you know it's time say it's time it shouldn't be too fixed for me but just to know at what time i want to be free and at what time i want to study and i also i think uh, now so everything is online but Last year, my attendance in school was so terrible, and all the teachers kept saying, "Why don't you come? Why don't you come?" And I think it's all right to, you know, sometimes you can skip out on studies to do what you're passionate about, but at the same time, know that you can cover it up. So, and also for me, like we have an option in our school to skip certain subjects like maths and science. And for most people, like especially in India. The common stereotype is that those are the most important subjects. Important subjects, exactly. Yeah, and you know, engineer, doctor, and yeah. like actually, that stereotype is going away now with times. And for me, I dropped maths and science, and after that, loads of people started thinking of me differently. Like, oh, you know, intelligent enough, so you dropped it. And I, so I realized that the education system and the way people look at your education is so different. So you should, you just have to be happy with what you're doing, and it becomes really simple. Okay, so tell me about the whole how the whole TEDx thing started and how you managed to organize a TEDx event at such a young age. Share your story regarding the same. Yeah, so I think it all started when um, I was basically bored, like we are all of us right now, and I was just sitting in class and I realized that you know what am I doing to bring a change in this world? Like I feel like all of us have certain small things we can do, like. to bring an impact in this world and it doesn't matter how old you are to do something and i realized that i have not really seen a platform that young children are creating an event for young people and old people to attend so we thought like we should start an event which is for the youth by the youth 
एंड वी थॉट ऑफ इट एंड इट वॉज सो मच एनर्जी एंड हैप्पीनेस बट जितना जोश से हमने स्टार्ट किया था वी रियलाइज दट इट टेक्स लॉट ऑफ एफर्ट एंड इवन अ लॉट ऑफ रिसोर्सेज एंड मनी प्लेज अज पार्टनर टू सो वी हैड अप्रोच लॉट ऑफ वेन्यूज बट ऑल ऑफ अस लुक दैम एंड सर योर लिटल किड्स वी कॉन्ट ट्रस्ट यू and we didn't want to take the help of our parents because we realized let's try to do something on our own and that experience really made us realize that the youth is not very looked upon very well so it was very hard for us to find a location and we realized what's a better location than the school the school is for your kids so they can't say no to us they will obviously appreciate children so that's how we decided okay venue to mil gayi now what are the next steps then we realized we need to have speakers and we need to have a sound system and we need to have a projector and all of those things so we obviously did not uh, we again we tried to approach sponsors but they also felt a little like we can't really trust little kids so we had to go to our parents for all the money thank god for them and they invested in us because they believed in our ideas and i think what we did was we all used to gather up in one room and we used to sit and just talk about ideas and you know we did everything on our own we wanted to make the most and you know like the whole best out of waste or diys we used to cut things out of magazines and stick it on boxes just to show people that uh, it doesn't only take money to create an event but it can also take happiness and hard work so that whole experience i think taught me a lot and it was also with my friends which made me feel really comfortable and after that event thankfully became a success more people started to trust us and they realized that okay these little kids can do something and it started to expand like that so what are the challenges that you faced while organizing the whole thing right so first was obviously anytime we would go they'd be like you guys are little kids tum to bacche ho and yeah. i do realize why people would even say that because it is hard to you know put a lot of money or your whole company in the hands of little kids because you don't think they are responsible enough and i totally understand that but at that time since i was a little younger it also made me feel a bit bad like why aren't people trusting me with time i did understand why i think another challenge was uh, calling people to speak at the event because we had to make children understand that you know you can speak in front of people and a lot of kids weren't confident or even like coming up with what they have to say so we used to sit down with everybody and you know frame the talk and one more thing that happened it's kind of funny is that we got the school location we all were excited like okay now it's the day of the event people are coming in and then we realized the same day in our school the ptm is going on so then people are coming back and forth back and forth and the no- it was too much noise and there were babies crying and shouting and we had to keep running around to say please don't make noise we have an event going on and the people are like why are these little kids telling us not to make noise so we had to run around telling people please get this get this area just silent and i think that was a very big difficulty for us and now we look back at it and laugh there were so many people just looking at us see ye kya chal raha what's happening and yeah that was a big challenge for us as well yeah okay so how uh, so how can a person who is just a teenager like maybe 15 or 16 years of age organize such events like what are the skill sets that are needed right okay so loads of people ask me this and i always want to tell people anybody can organize this event and if you're passionate about it and you're happy about it you should totally do it so the process of it is actually really simple but uh, you can always go on the ted website and you have to like 
you have to be a licensee. So there'll be a few rounds of interviews and they will see if you're actually eligible for it. But I think to prepare for that, if you're a kid, you just need to have a clear idea of why you are doing this and what you want to do. Those are the two important questions you need to answer. Like, what is the reason behind it? That's most important. Like, are you just doing it to have fun? Or are you doing it actually to spread good ideas in the community? And the second thing is what you're going to do. So what is the theme of the event or uh, what is going to happen, where it's going to happen? And if you are, all you have to do is just be confident and talk in the interview like you're talking to your friend, basically. And I think if you clear that, it becomes, you know what to do. And I think what people need to understand is that age shouldn't play a factor in it. And I've always said, like, age is just a number. And if you believe that you are an equal, just like the elders are. And there are some things that obviously we cannot do. And elders also have more experience than we do. But if we don't try now, then when? So I think that the youth can definitely start. All you have to do is just know that I can do this. And there is a reason why there are people like Adora Switak or Greta Thunberg who are popularizing this world right now. So you have to just motivate yourself and prepare yourself and be clear about what you're going to do and just put your hard work in it. It'll be really good. Tell me something about your book, Simran's Diary, and what is it exactly about? Right. So Simran's Diary was something for me that I actually used to write in my secret diary. I think everybody in their childhood has that one diary where you lock it and keep it hidden from your parents. So that's what I used to do every time I used to write in that diary. And one day I told my mom about it. I said, I write in the secret diary. And my mom said, oh, okay, show me, show me. I said, why should I show you? It's my secret diary, right? And she said, okay, come on, let's just have a look at it. And we started reading it together. And my mom said, this is written very nice. And I didn't believe her at all. I said, you know, she's my mom. She might just say to please me. And uh, she says, do you like writing? And I said, I love writing. This is why I do it. And then I realized that, you know, it was the time of my summer vacations. And if I can write a diary every single day and express how I'm feeling, I should maybe create a book for other kids to look at and feel comfortable. Because every time I would go in any bookstore and I would want something that I would relate with, you know, like pick it up and say, oh, yeah, even I do this. Even I write in a diary like that. So I realized that I should uh, write something like that. And I didn't want to call it Ishita's diary. I said, let's go with Simran's diary so that people can relate with it. Like it's not just about me. It's just any other girl in the world. It's a simple story of a girl. So that's how it started to begin. And I started to write it. And at first, we just self-published it because uh, we thought, you know, this should just be out there and people should be able to look at it. But then we got contacted by a publishing house and luckily I found my passion at a young age. And after that, I think my journey really began with writing and my love for it. So what are the challenges that you faced while while writing right. and while publishing as well? Right. Well, I think for me, writing was simpler because... I just write in the flow of it and sometimes in between I was writing it and I would look back and read it and I would say I don't like this at all. So one time I wrote like five chapters and then I just deleted the whole file. I completely deleted it and the next day I woke up with regret. I said why did I do that? How am I going to think of five new chapter ideas? But I think it's just when it feels right. So for me writing was something that was a lot simpler because like they say when you like doing something it will flow. And you don't have to think too much about it. So since I wasn't really overthinking about what people are going to think, I was very little. 
and those things didn't even play a factor. So for me, writing became very easy. But publishing was the part where uh, we went to publishers and they used to say, we we publish books for kids and not by kids. So it was like, okay, wonderful. That's a new thing for me. And a lot of people, you know, would say, this is not written well enough. And some people even said that your parents have written this for you. So they used to go to my parents and say, why did you write this book and say she has written it? And a lot of people used to think that, you know, I got somebody else to write it or my parents wrote it or that I completely memorize answers and uh, like speeches and then I go ahead. So for people to believe me, I think was a big factor and to trust in me. That's just one common challenge that has always been there. And another one was uh, when I published the book, Coming to School and um, seeing the whole child, like dynamic with my friends, it completely changed. Like certain people who absolutely hated me, they started being so nice to me. And that's when I realized this is what the real world is like. And I started to like realize that, okay, I also have to mature now that I'm getting into the public eye. Yeah. Okay. So you said this line in your recent TED talk that life is meant to be enjoyed and not to be monetized. Like, what is the significance of this line in a, like in the world of capitalization? Right. For me, see, I first, like, when I used to, you know, when since I was young, everybody would always say money can't buy happiness. And, you know, when I grew up, I said, obviously, money can buy happiness. If I go out and buy something, it will give me happiness. But then I realized that that is very short term. I will go out and I'll buy something or, you know, I'll invest my money. And if I get good returns, I'll be, oh, my God, wow, I'm happy now. But I realized that in the long term, when you start, when let's say I'm earning a lot, like hypothetically, let's say I'm earning a lot every single day. In the short term, it will give me so much happiness. But in the long term, it will stop playing a factor for my happiness. Like I've become so accustomed to know what money is like in my life that it no longer plays a factor. And I've always realized that. Can you hear me? Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. I've always realized that money is something that will give you happiness for a short period of time. But if you don't enjoy it well, and if you're not happy, then at the end of the day, at least personally for me, it doesn't have any meaning. And I know that there is a lot of like talk about, you know, capitalism and how does that affect that. But I think for me, my main motive also in life is just to be happy and make others feel that same amount of happiness. And it's very important to have money to earn a living. Obviously, you can't just keep enjoying and, you know, say, okay, you know, ask your parents for money continuously. Or when you're 18, I can't just say, you know, I'm enjoying my life. I'm, I'm enjoying. I don't need to earn money. It's not like that. It's a very important factor. But what I mean by that is while you're earning, you should be doing something that you really enjoy doing. Otherwise, it's only going to bring you down. There are other people who love the money as well. So good for them. But yeah. Okay. So what are your future plans regarding your career? Right. So many people ask me this and the thing about uh, the future is that I am a girl who's always thinking and I think about so many things that I never have a fixed plan for the future. And, you know, anytime somebody even asks me, I'll say I'm very confused. I don't know, because especially at this age, your thoughts keep changing a lot. Like, you know, every month you have a new idea of what you want to be in the future. So for me, the main goal, I think, is... Uh, 
obviously uh, studies is important because the way the education system is you need to score a certain amount of marks to get into a good place uh, to get into a good ed- educational institution and so on but i think that really does not play an important factor in my life what's uh, more important for me is i think i really want to uh, start like something that goes large scale or a platform where people can talk about mental health easily because i see a lot of platforms where you know it's just like social media pages just talking about mental health but people don't feel like they can really approach it so since i have all of these years to like can actually make a business of my own or do something like that i keep structuring on ideas where i can do that and make a comfortable place for kids or for adults or anybody for that matter you know to be comfortable with it because even helplines or things like that don't really help so i think that's something i really want to do and writing is also something i will be a little more you know passionate about and ever since i wrote the first book i think writing is something i had to keep on hold because uh, it was so much school work that was burdened on me since uh, the absenteeism and all of it would just come at one time and prioritize speaking a little bit more. and i think another thing that i want to do i think in the future if you know how people say why do you see yourself five years later i'm really really interested in entrepreneurship and that's why i'm just doing commerce and economics that's not very basic it's not like i'm very good at it or something but i'm very very interested in it and also theater is something that i love to do so yeah i think that's what i'm going to explore in but basically just socializing with people and you know leaving a small message for them to go home with okay so you're not planning to write a book another book i mean that's what i think is very um relative to me depending on you know what space is like what time it is or like what is the phase of life that i am in because i have so many ideas and i keep penning them down but i think to get a book out in the world it's also important to see that you know it's not for me at least when i want to put a book out i want it to be completely 100% of me in it and at least right now or in the next one year i don't think i will be able to put that much effort in it with all the things happening and until i can 100% com- commit to it i don't think i will want to put a half-hearted effort so i think if i do get a certain period of time where i feel like you know now i have the time for it and the space for it like right now is a good time for it too so i do keep penning my ideas down and maybe 5 years down the line i can compile it all and do it yeah really so what idea. so what message do you want to give for all young budding authors as well as all those people who are planning to organize the ted event yes i would just want to say that trust your gut instinct and at the same time be sure with what you want to do and don't let anybody you know it's very cliche but don't let anybody you know like change what your opinion is and the most important thing is that you decide you decide what you want to do other people can influence you or other people can tell you things but at the end of the day it's your choice so it's really important to believe in yourself and at the same time have a structured plan or at least a small goal so you know make small goals for you to build on and not too much because at the end of the day we're still kids and the most important thing is to keep the child in your life and i think that's really important no matter what age you are at even if an adult is listening to this i would always say that you know keep your child inside you alive because right now i'm living my childhood and it's something that's so easy and simple and beautiful 
And when I grow older, the real world factors will start to play in my life. And if I keep this part of me alive, then it will become a lot more simple for me to flow and be in the real world and at the same time be happy. So just keep creating small goals and reward yourself when you do those and when you complete those and always strive to be a better person. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much, uh, Ishita, for joining us. Thank you for giving out the time for us. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. So I'm stopping the recording. Okay.